A warning. This podcast briefly discusses the topic of suicide. If you are feeling suicidal or you need someone to talk to, dial the Suicide Prevention Hotline at 1-800-273-8255. Sorry to start off grim. This is a fun episode. Prepare to smile. the Disdump Podcast, the show where we watch movies, play games, or listen to music in an effort to decide, are we going to keep the disc or are we going to dump them? Today, I'm joined by my first guest who doesn't live here since the coronavirus shit took off, and that would be the return of Timmy. Hello. Hello, Timmy. Hi. Welcome back to the basement. Good to be here. (laughs) Well, today we are going to be talking about a album that i grew up with and it is called fat of the land by the prodigy but first a brief history In modern terminology, we would say that The Prodigy is an EDM band, but such terminology did not exist in 1990 when the band formed. The two key members of the band are Liam Howlett and Keith Flint. Unfortunately, in 2019, Keith Flint committed suicide, but he was the front man for the band. They are known for their songs such as Firestarter, Breathe, Smack My Bitch Up, Invaders Must Die, and Out of Space. It seems like every time they come out with an album, it is a huge groundbreaking album, and we are very excited to be discussing one of their first very big hits, the album Fat of the Land. So how old were you when this album came out? Uh, Five years old. Yeah. If it was in 97, I was born in, well, 92, so. Wow. Yeah. Uh, June 97. Yeah. It was... It's interesting just because it's so, you know, electronic and, you know, it was there wasn't a lot of big beat that sounded even like that at the time. Yeah, it's like, it's astounding to me that think about the kind of computer you had in 97, like Windows 95 and shit. They were able to pull this off with that kind of technology. Yeah. Fucking crazy. There was definitely some heavy sampling for sure. They weren't producing their own sounds like they do in these days, but right. Well, that's that's one of the things that I find really interesting about it. Just the kind of engineering of the album in general is interesting because you know when I was growing up listening to music, obviously my concept of music in my brain was okay. There's a guy over here playing guitar. There's a guy over here on a keyboard. There's drums, bass. You know, people playing instruments. But when I listened to the Prodigy for the first time, I'm like, what the like? How are they doing those those specific sounds? Like I'm picturing like this weird studio session where they have all this weird shit going on, and they're like actually, yeah. you know, replicating those sounds. Like wow, how did they get the explosion noise and shit <laughs> like that? But um. You know, uh, as a you know somebody producing music now, I'm aware of what they were kind of like faced with in terms of being limited. With like, there weren't a lot of people doing that, so it's really cool to see 
you know, something that almost, you know, over 20 years later sounds really cool, but it was, you know, they weren't using what I'm using now. You know, I'm, I'm lucky to have the same access that those guys had in the 90s. You know what I mean? Yeah, they, they like, and they produced an album that, like, almost everybody has heard at least one song off of it. It's a huge album in 1997. And frankly, like, when I hear the music, I am still like, that's my shit. (laughs) Right. And it's like the whole, I don't know, the whole thing is it sounds underground, but for whatever reason, it's, you know, so many people are familiar with it. Yeah, it's the shit. Well, I mean, I I don't, you didn't listen to the August Burns Red episode, did you? With, uh, I did it with Jared and Will, two of the people in your band. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, actually. Well, the, what we did with that one, I actually had the rights to use the music because August Burns Red are like friends with them and they were like, yeah, sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't have that with this one. (laughs) So, um, I, I reached out to them and they have not responded. So I'm just going to play one song at the end and we can like decide which song it ends up being. Gotcha. I have a feeling I know which one it is and it's not what you might expect because what you might expect is the first song in this album called Smack My Bitch Up. Mm Mm-hmm. I, I like that song. Yeah, it's really cool sounds. Very intense. It's, I don't know, it's like a, you think about all the songs that they have, and that's the one that they come out of the gate with, but it's, it's you know, powerhouse in terms of the, the drums are humongous, you know, the whole thing. It's like, I don't know, it's an action movie. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, I'm not listening to a band. I'm listening to, you know, I'm, I, it, you know, you picture things like The Matrix and all of the, you know, uh, aesthetic that goes with, how they made action movies in the 90s and the fast-paced, you know, mm-hmm. shots and whatever. Did you see the music video for this ever? Oh, yeah, definitely. Where it's like a POV shot and she it's like a person is going on a crazy drug mm-hmm. and alcohol binge and they're fighting people in strip clubs and shit. Yeah, just like, you know, doing everything intensely, I think, is like kind of the point of the mm-hmm. the message of the song. And at the end, it turns out it was a chick the whole time. Wow. Girls can be strong too. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, it kind of negates the the controversy that well, not negates, but it kind of counteracts it a little bit. Like it, it's it's pointing out. I was reading this thing that not Keith Flint, the uh, the guy that passed away. The I can't remember the other guy's name. I'm ashamed. Isn't his name Flint or something? No, Flint is the Keith guy. Flint is the guy that passed away. I'm talking about the uh, the other guy that is pretty much credited in almost all the songs on that album. Um, he's still alive. He's like in his forties, but um, he was saying that like I feel like people that are brainless are saying that this is controversial and we're taking a stance. Like this is just us being intense. Yeah, more it's, or less. that was what I was reading too. Is that like the controversy was they're encouraging hitting women? Right. Uh, yeah. If you take it literally, yeah. But like nobody, you know, when I was listening to that, I was just excited because of the the music, the whole, you know, the whole thing just gets you. Uh, excited I guess yeah man that song's the shit like I remember when I was a kid I liked to listen to it but I always felt bad because I wasn't allowed to say the words so right. it was like one of those times smack my <laughs> up yeah what did they sing <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well the second song actually I kind of like the second song better and that's breathe yeah breathe is a really good song it's like the soundtrack to my 90s and like my early 2000s because my mom used to own a nightclub have I told you about this Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, my mom used to own a nightclub, and this is the shit they would play. So I literally Mm. grew up listening to this kind of music for a long time, and uh, they definitely played Breathe a lot, and it immediately takes me back to being in that nightclub. And then I rediscovered it, like, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago, 
because I was playing a uh, stick figure shooting game on addictivegames.com <laughs> and this was the theme song for that game. Oh, that's awesome. It just played it on a loop over and over. Yeah, and like that song stands out to me because it's the, the song has a chorus, you know what I mean? Like it has a really cool kick-ass section that it kind of goes back and forth. It doesn't necessarily have a verse, you know what I mean? Cuz mm-hmm. it's 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 electronic, it's big beat. It's, you know, it's almost just what you go to the club to listen to, but yet it has like a structure with which you know you expect to hear like with songs on the radio and they don't have to do that you know when we talk about electronic music one of the stigmas is that it's repetitive and you know there's progressive house where it's just eight minutes of a kick drum just for it for an hour and then there's you know eventually (laughs) cymbals and then you have to skip basically an hour and 45 minutes to be it's like the full effect of the song and all the instruments going at once but you're already kind of tired of it you know what i mean absolutely it was just a four bar section i mean that's one of the things i totally understand because it's really easy to get caught up with an eight bar loop and not you know evolve from that and just concentrate on those eight bars but like those guys were doing whole ass songs which was really cool because it's not really how that style typically is played it's just you know play in the club go to the next one and the next one and the next one people are buying drinks and party and having a good time i think it's like the rock music of edm and that they like there's a lot of structure to it because if you remember the late 90s and early 2000s the top edm if we called even it wasn't even called that it's just called techno right. the top techno style was um trance music which is just like hunk 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 Right. Oh yeah. Until you fucking lose your mind. Do you have anything else you want to say about breathe? Um. Oh, I do. The anime fight sounds in it really make it. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) I just I don't know. I now I I hear that. Is that is that what? That's how they make those sounds. I don't know. It just sounds like Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, I know you're talking about the (laughs) like the rhythmic Mm -hmm. thing going on at the beginning. Yeah. I never actually associated that sound. I just thought it was like some kind of percussion, but it could, you know, easily could be. It sounds like one of those saws that people used to like chop down trees with where there'd be like one guy on each side and they go back and forth. Well, that's just, that's the cool thing about it. It's not immediately identifiable. And that's one of the things I love about electronic music because it's like, hey, we figured out a new sound and it's like big deal and then you hear it and you're like that was cool like Mm -hmm. you know that's pretty much every big act has introduced one or more interesting sounds and that's you know like daft punk you know they did a lot of stuff that is associated with them when you hear you're like that sounds like daft punk you know you're Mm -hmm. you're just immediately identifying stuff like that but with prodigy uh you know whereas i i kind of think they have a sound as a producer but a lot of like you can just tell that they're they're you know influenced by something and they're they're not afraid to just put like a smattering of a whole bunch of wild sounds and it's not like sometimes you're like i don't even i'm not a hundred percent sure that's what i heard but Mm -hmm. because like in breathe there's like a section where the music kind of dies down it's like Mm -hmm. there's like you hear like that sample of that guy back there that's like like i hear him every time i hear the song i'm like what what is that? Is that bleed like from one of the studio sessions where they're recording shit and it just happens to be rhythmic and it stays in there? Like, cause I, you know, there's, mm-hmm. there's weird shit that happens when you're making a song that you're like, I didn't intend to do that, but that actually fits. So cool. I don't know. I hear stuff like that and I'm like, to this day, you know, I've been listening to these songs for more than 10 years and I can't pick out 
certain sounds like, oh, yeah, you would just do that and that, and then you have that sound. They definitely like doing that for a lot of their songs. Like in Invaders Must Die, that the song, one of the songs ends with him going, yeah, use that sound over there, man. What sound? It goes whoop, and then they do the sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like they, they definitely enjoy putting yeah, studio like, experience in it. And for, for guys like me, you know, people that like to write and make music and stuff, it's really fun to think about, like, like what did they even have? Like, what were mm-hmm. they in? You know, I'm sure uh, some of it's out there, but there's something so beautiful about once you figure out there are no limitations. Like, we see limitations in the 90s looking back, but they probably didn't see that at all because, I mean, it shows in the music. It, they didn't have one or two songs that was cool sounding. They just kept literally innovating in, like, mm-hmm. almost every project, which is... You know, it was way before other people were doing it. Yeah, they they just oh man, they're so fucking good too. Like, if a, not a lot of music I listen to in 1997, do I still go? That's my shit. Yeah. And these guys like they nailed a totally. sound yeah, that yeah. I'm like super fucking into. Yeah, like I if I go like two months without listening, or you know a couple months even longer, like I'm pretty sure I've gone like half a year without even listening to anything Prodigy, and then I remember I'm like ah oh, shit, I I need to listen to Prodigy more. You know what I mean? Because it's it's badass. It's just the type of music I make. It's definitely I definitely influence Prodigy like hundred percent, thousand percent. You should have a podcast where you just play all of the all the mouth things sounds that you cut. Yeah. <laughs> now the new Patreon special. The new six hour reel, right? <laughs> yeah, people that pay get to hear. Star wipe transition. I don't know. It's like I recently have been. It's been making me sad. Looking at all the rioting and the protests oh, yeah. and shit. Yeah, me too. On the last episode of this I did, I guess I can get this out of the way now. I wasn't I was kind of grasping at straws as to what to say because like while I'm an advocate, I also don't think it's my place to be like kill all the cops. Like I don't I'm not mm-hmm. that guy either. So like I guess it wasn't as well defined when I recorded the last episode what exactly was going on. So I just went Murder bad. I feel like a lot of people yeah. right now are like, hey, like, what? Like, I don't know. Just uh, stop it. Like, <laughs> yeah. what? So, <laughs> like, what? That was basically where I was at was I just didn't know what to say to who. So I want to just say for the record, Black Lives Matter. This is a good movement. All I said last time was murder bad, murder bad. And uh, I was it was brought to my attention that I was being insensitive. So I just wanted to put that out there that. I'm sensitive to the cause, and I am pro-protest. I'm anti-violence, but, you know, you got to do what you got to do. But I think a lot of people are, you know, right there, like, Black Lives Matter, and we don't want it. We want to be able to demonstrate peacefully, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, I think they wrote it, the first amendment. That's what that one. The um, amendment? Yeah, the, the first amendment. <laughs> yeah. Where you're allowed to, you know, talk and and write and, like, assembly. When I was young, I thought form assembly was, like, you know, like... (laughs) Sitting in a a gymnasium on the floor. No, or no, like, uh, no, not even that. Just, like, literally, like, an assembly line in a factory. Like, you have the right 
to hand this man the bread and then they put the peanut butter on it and then they have the right to hand it over to the guy that puts on jelly like i thought it was like yeah like that you should have the right to say whatever you want you should have the right to write whatever you want publish it you should have the right to make a factory that makes peanut butter and jelly sandwiches (laughs) and a ride to your goons yeah (laughs) so yeah black lives matter that's all i want to talk about with that because that shit bums people out so the next song is called diesel power (laughs) how did you feel about that one which one diesel power the one that's like a rap song it's the only rap song on the album is the third song on the album i believe i heard it in commercials whereas the first two songs have definitely been in movies like they like triple x i think mm-hmm. the the vin diesel movie where he's in s- snowboarding and shit right um but diesel power i only heard in a commercial because i just think that rap granted this is old rap so I, I shouldn't be bitching about it but why do rappers only talk about how great they are instead of saying anything interesting or being great in any way you know there's yeah i mean there's different styles of rap and uh you know there's booty rap when they just talk about money and bitches and whatever you know mm-hmm. just like a lifestyle and i'm like okay cool like i can't i i can't even relate so it's not even like you know i don't think even they could relate to the songs they're writing i get it though because it's kind of like you know you hear the beat the bass is going and it's like you feel good because you're like i'm this guy i don't give a shit bah, 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 bah. and you know mm-hmm. girls like me and i don't have to do anything it's like well yeah who wouldn't want to be that guy that guy like, is money flying around that's cool yeah like i put money in a savings account and this guy has it like flying around and he has like a throne <laughs> that's neat <laughs> if i could trade this for yeah yes <laughs> like so that's i think that's the appeal but uh anyway i'm pretty so this song uh the the diesel what is it diesel power diesel power with diesel power diesel power um so because limewire when i was younger i didn't actually know this song was in this album like i'm pretty sure it was like prodigy with like a j instead of a g (laughs) like it was just you know i had three different i had prodigy the prodigy the prodigy with a j and then prodigy with a j and i'm pretty sure this was the one it's all lowercase you know <laughs> back when tags really mattered like oh when hell yeah you, diesel you... underscore power dot mp3 <laughs> yeah. and then like in parentheses like good quality yeah <laughs> or like or whatever the guy that posted it is you know moo moo 66 man limewire days are something crazy because like yeah LimeWire was like one of the first big ones. Napster was obviously number one, but like after LimeWire went down, it was just a shit show of torrent websites. Like mm-hmm. I used one called Azurius with like a blue frog <laughs> as the thing, and you would get ninety nine percent of the way done with a huge download, and then it would just stop. There'd be Oof. no more seeders anymore because there was like seeders and feeders. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and there are, there are people that depending, it, you really just needed a lot of people using the thing for it to work and specifically, you know, seeding the shit that you wanted. So basically there was, you know, a couple of those, but there are a lot of ones trying to do the same thing, but they couldn't get necessarily the same traction. I, I assume a bunch just at once, like they're like, we're going to make this software or whatever. You know what I mean? And a bunch of them failed yeah blue frog yeah the blue uh what was another one demonoid that was one but like Uh, i I pretty much swore by limewire for 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 my youth yeah my middle school 
I remember like we, the internet was decent and if you had a lot of seeders you could get something quick but if there's like two people that and you right, wanted the whole discography of never getting it what, what uh give me a band, uh, Daft Punk you wanted the whole discography of Daft Punk and there's two people who had it you would start it in the morning and by midnight you'd be like I got it <laughs> I yep. can finally start listening to it oh yeah you would like go to school and then come home and like you would i would check like i would have like <laughs> just like three of them would be downloaded and like some of them would be like still going i'm like yes you know do you remember the time so much shit that you downloaded i think it was evan almighty and you got a letter in the mail from comcast uh i think it was like the green horn it was like a really <laughs> shitty mo- yeah th- there was a letter that came and my dad was like hey like, I know you do this with movies, but, like, cut it out. And I was like, out of all the movies I've watched in the last week, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, this was 2011, you know what I mean? Mm. Whatever. Were we even, like, still in high school? It might have been earlier than that. I don't remember. Yes, 2009, 2010, whenever Dexter was on, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's still on television. That's right. People used to download Dexter and shit. Oh, my God. I, I just that. remember that you would uh you would wait for there to be like basically when the DVD came out you would be able to get a good quality uh torrent of a movie. So I'm I guess I'm admitting on your podcast that I illegally downloaded uh movies and music in the early 2000s. <laughs> I think the uh <clears throat> which uh I'm probably one of the only people to have done that, so I want to yeah. just say on the record I'm really sorry, but now I pay Spotify to listen to music all the time and I I like kind of purged like I still have music on iTunes. I'm like I deleted like a lot of it and they're mm-hmm. like are you sure because you paid a dollar for this you can just have it for the dollar you paid and i'm like no take it away like i will <laughs> i don't want it yeah i mean that's kind of the point of this podcast is like i have stacks of fucking cds and sure. dvds and you can just get it all online right. at this point but i just uh i did the thing with spotify where it was get three months for uh the price of one month and i was like all right, I guess it's a good enough deal, and I don't think I'm going back. I think I'm going to just keep it forever. It's pretty great. Even though they are, like, really shitty about how they pay the people who put the content on there, like, 60 cents a year, and then they pay Joe Rogan $100 million. Like, they're kind of shysty, but at the same time, they have a really good product, so I kind of like it. Well, yeah, I guess that was just... uh an investment on exclusive rights so i'm sure somebody's good at doing math in that in that building over there yep <laughs> but uh <laughs> that big old building that says spotify i'm sure some smart people up in there looking oh, down four people work at spotify <laughs> <laughs> hey that'd be amazing that'd be really impressive you get a free year of apple tv with an ipad and it's like after a year it's like five dollars dude i didn't even look i didn't look at like I was like, oh, cool. And then I like closed it, just swiped it closed. And I was like, I'll have to remember that if I want to watch something and there's nothing on Netflix and there's nothing on Hulu and there's nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just that I don't feel like watching YouTube. And I happen to remember that I have a free here of Apple Plus whatever TV. It's just it's too much now. Yeah. Like the streaming service has become the thing like CBS. Who the fuck is paying for CBS? Like, right. You can well, get CBS yeah. if you have a TV and that's it. No cable, no nothing. You can get CBS. Well, just... it's, it's the, you know, the specific shows that people like there now have to 
to just pay to have that specific channel. So it's almost like it's, it's almost like cable was more decentralized than have. It's yeah. stupid. You know what I mean? But I mean, CBS has the Star Trek, so I guess all the Trekkies are super into that. But like. Well, yeah, it's exclusive, and that's yeah. how they do it. It's like, hey, if you want to watch this show, you just got to, you know, and it's like, it's only $6. And then it's like, yeah, but I have eight of these things, yeah. <laughs> like, and I don't use five of them, so I feel dumb. It's like, hey, 50 bucks a month for entertainment is really not bad, especially when you look at cable. You get more for less, absolutely. Um, but at the same time, if you don't use it, you're like, yeah, dumb. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, I mean, <laughs> I had cable for a long time because it came with my internet, but like... I just went on vacation this weekend, and the place I stayed at had cable, so I was watching TV, and yo, that shit is so not worth the $200 a month they want to fucking charge you for <laughs> right, it. You guys still gotta, like, look at all the channels and hope to catch, like... You still are trying to catch things, that's right, like... And at this point in time, like, I'm not even, like, appealed, like, oh, there's a movie on TV, it's like, what, I'm gonna start watching a movie 35 minutes into it, like... I'm not, you know what I mean? And, like, you can now, basically, you know, everything's recorded... So we didn't know. have on demand there. They had a package that did not have on demand, which blows my fucking mind that they still exist. It's, so we plotted out watching the dark Knight with commercials. That shit was like four hours long <laughs> because the commercial breaks are oh, all yeah. two to five oh, yeah. minutes. They aren't just two minutes anymore. Yeah, they have these huge commercial <laughs> breaks, six, seven, eight, nine times <laughs> in a show. The dark Knight. 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. Yeah. Only you're like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, for real, though. That's exactly what... Oh. There are deleted scenes in that shit? There had better be. <laughs> no, it's just, like, ads for, like, Squarespace oh. and shit. So, so you can watch a movie that was released over five years ago? Yep. And then Ouch. watch four hours of commercials in it. I, I have this app called Pluto TV. I've plugged it on this podcast a couple times. It's cable, but you, yeah, every, cool. every five minutes you get one commercial... I can live with that. That's yeah. way better than 35 commercials every yeah. half hour. And is it, it plays like a couple commercials, but they're, it's pretty much like the same couple commercials. Yeah. So the ones that have like the shows that have built in commercial breaks, sometimes they'll do a full length but one. Like Hulu does that. And, and like who I feel like I miss other commercial breaks because it's the same as it's just mm. like Genesis. And then it's like medicine. And then it's like. <laughs> And then you like, you can see the commercial breaks on the bottom of the screen, and then another one happens like that, and then there's a third one like 20 minutes into the program, and you're like, I wonder what they're going to try to sell to me. I want, I feel like buying a car of medicine all of a sudden. <laughs> like, do you want me to say it into my iPhone? Will you go away? <laughs> if you pause it, they give you extra commercials for uh, toilet paper on the pause screen. Uh, you ever see that? No. Yeah, if you pause it on Hulu, they're, like the Charmin bears pop up next to like the pause symbol, and they're like, toilet paper? You got a shit because you paused it. Mm? Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, well, they don't say anything like that, but yeah, they do pop up because they assume you have to go to the bathroom. That's so amazing. you get toilet paper ads if it's you pause really it. Really good marketing. Yeah, it's pretty smart. Maybe you're getting pizza. No, they assume. Well, either way, you get pizza. You're gonna be thinking about <laughs> shit. If you some pause, point. pause something on Netflix, and a little Trojan man comes out, and he's like, <laughs> "Now remember, if you're Netflixing and chill, be safe. If it's chill time." <laughs> Um, so Diesel Power was a song. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Diesel Power is uh, obviously more of a showcase of, um, I can't remember his name either, but... Rap Prowess. I don't know the guy's name, but... Yeah. Um, cool song. You know, it's it's kind of industrial. It, it kind of... Gel- you can tell that it's more of collaborative than some of the other songs, but I think we're ready to move on. I think so, too.
So the next song is called Funky Shit. And I've uh, noted yeah. a tremendous lack of anything resembling funk in this song at all. <laughs> yeah. This, this is like my least favorite song on this album because I feel like it's drum and bass versus trance all in one song. Yeah. It's it's just particular samples. You know, not everybody uh, grooves with them necessarily. No. It is definitely more of an in-your-face uh, song. And it doesn't go anywhere. It Like, all the other songs, they have, like, a climax. Sure. This one has no climax. More of a track than a yeah. song. Yeah, this, this song is not my favorite either. Serial Thriller, number five. Serial Thriller. I, That's a cool one. I feel I feel cool when I listen to that song. It's like a rock fusion with... Was, was this album considered drum and bass? No, drum and bass is usually, like, fast. Like, drum and bass is pretty much... Yeah. Yeah. Like it's just it literally it abides by like a certain tempo. Like one of the things about certain electronic styles is like for like for example, like dubstep is technically one forty uh beats per minute because it's like you know, it has mm-hmm. like that kind of uh whatever. And if you do it faster or slower, they give it different like subgenres because it's a different tempo. Like they can't just have like broad subgenres of electronic music like they have very specific rules and drum and bass is one of those where it's like it's a certain tempo or faster it's dumb as shit in my opinion but Mm -hmm. at the same time it's like there are people into really specific styles and they will actually go to a dj set to see one very specific style of electronic music stream it on twitch and stuff like that like i was listening there's a guy um i think his name is void it's like v-o-y-d um, he does dubstep, but it's a very specific like style that you and I like. We're like, oh yeah, I'm pretty sure like we can handle this shit. And then you hear it, and you're like, wow, it's different and it's new and different. And you see, and like, you know, all these people are like, they're like jamming. Like it. What I like about live electronic music is the excitement and like people basically like just all bobbing their heads to the beat and stuff like that. But I felt like I felt like I used to be comfortable, and now I feel like I don't know what's going on in this genre because I haven't been here for a while. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's I don't know, it's weird. But uh, to answer your question, no, this <laughs> album is not a drum and bass. Sorry, that was it's a all little good. Low. <laughs> no, this this is what a podcast is, bro. <laughs> I feel like basically what I wrote down for this one is that it would be the perfect soundtrack for old PS1 games like Jet Moto or like Twisted Metal I feel like those would be like because it's just kind of like a loop that you could perpetually just and then just never stop doing that yeah a lot of like uh, you know stuff filtering in and out yeah and uh yeah, the, this is also the only the first song I can think of. I might have missed it in other ones, but at the time this album came out, record scratching was the sound that you had to put in all mm. of the songs in the '90s. And this is the only one that I picked out at the at least so far that had record scratching in it. So I thought that was kind of interesting that they were like, "We'll put it in there, but we're gonna bury it at song five. Yeah, I like I, you know this this song is like just solidifies like it's they just go big every time they want to you know the song comes in and it it hits you know what i mean it's cool because they you're already like all over the place like between the first song and now there's been rap and you know Mm -hmm. 
still kind of like structure but the structure kind of goes in and out too because it's like i don't know like that's to me that's what a project should be it should be a some variety like it kind of you can tell they weren't in the same exact headspace for the entire project that's, that's like actually the exact thing that i wrote for the next song called mind fields yeah the tone shifts completely yes, from the rest of the totally. album and uh it's like super dynamic and progressive and completely different from any of the other songs yeah more experimental yeah i mean i don't have a whole lot to say about it other than that but no, it's, you know, when you put together an album, it's, you you know, just to have, I guess, some kind of a contrast. It's like, hey, you know, this isn't going to be our single, but, you know, like, this is something we, you know, it's definitely something you can tell uh, they put work into. Yeah, like, in the 90s, when you bought a CD, you bought it because you knew the hits, but I feel like artists, a lot of the times, they would have their hits, like, okay, first two songs are our big hits. But now, what we're going to do is, the rest of the album is, like, what we are really about. Mm-hmm. And we'll put out more hits next year, but we want you to know that our music takes you on, like, a journey. And I feel like this is the point where they're like, okay, you heard the hits. Sure. We, we expect all those ones to be good. Yeah. Now, these are the songs that are six, seven, eight, nine minutes long, or the next couple. And they're like, okay, so this is what you actually paid for now is right. what you're going to get. But before we get into the um, the hidden gem of this album, which is mm-hmm. the next song, yeah. we are going to have to take a little brief break, and we're going to talk about how you can get a hold of me, do some fan shout-outs, that sort of thing. I haven't done that in a while. And we will be right back. Howdy doody, y'all. I hope you're enjoying this podcast where we're talking about The Prodigy. Some really good tunes that we're talking about. You guys, if you don't know what we're talking about and this is like completely an alien podcast to you, you are doing yourself a disservice by not checking out The Prodigy. I'm sure you've heard it and you just don't even realize it. Very good music. So I just, I actually have some updates to share with you. Um, So I'm going to kind of compartmentalize all of the posting that I'm doing to specific forms of social media. So if you want to get a hold of me, obviously you email me at discdumppod at gmail.com. That's D-I-S-C-D-U-M-P-P-O-D at gmail.com. Don't forget the little PP in there. It's important. So what is going to happen is there's the Facebook page, which I would really appreciate it if you followed. That's the Discdump Podcast. And then there's the group, the Discdump Podcast fans. That group is where you can connect with me and you can connect with other people who've been on the show, post whatever you want to post, chit chat with people, start discussions. It's a great place to see most of the things that are being posted and talked about. But that's not going to be the only place you see things anymore. It used to put everything on that, not anymore. So on Instagram, if you follow Disc Dump Podcast, you will see exclusive pictures of whatever we're talking about, but also pictures I'm taking just for Instagram, like my notes, my mic setup for the day. It seems to change every episode, like where I'm sitting and what I'm doing. So there's going to be definitely promotional things on Instagram you're not going to see anywhere else. On top of that, you can go to Twitter, which is the Disc Dump. 
and on Twitter, you will be able to participate in the show in that you can recommend episodes that you want to hear. I'm going to create some polls so you can vote on things like that. Or you can just tweet at me and say, hey, like the show. Hey, I hate you. This is an awful show. Whatever you want to say to me, I don't really care. I just, I need more followers on different platforms. So this is my solution to that is to say like, hey, if you want to see the pictures, go to Instagram. If you want to participate in the show, go to Twitter. If you want to talk with guests and stuff, go to Facebook. So I'm also going to be starting a Reddit page, which I have not yet begun. Uh, and it's just going to be memes, just memes about the things that we are talking about. So I'm 90% of them I'm not going to make, but they'll just be common memes about whatever we're talking about. So that's pretty exciting. Um, I'm thinking about doing a Tumblr, but I don't understand what Tumblr is. But when I do, I have a feeling it's going to be discussion based. I think that's what Tumblr is, but I also know that people like it for porn. So I don't really understand Tumblr. So that's what's going on with social media. We are improving and I hope that you guys like what you're going to see because I'm putting a lot more effort into social media starting pretty much right now. So that's what's going on with that. I want to say some thank yous real quick because I have been slouching on that. I know it actually excited people with the prospect of being on this show. So I have some thank yous to say to, first of all, Timmy for doing this podcast with me. He was an excellent guest. He knows a lot more about EDM than I do. So I was excited to have him on and we had a pretty good discussion about all this, not to mention the upcoming bit that everybody loves. So then I also want to thank, thank the prodigy because I'm going to be using the song that we're going to talk about. The best song on this album is going to be at the end of this episode. So so stay tuned for that. I want to thank my boy Mason. I haven't talked to you in a long time, Mason. Well, sort of. We've been talking on Facebook lately. I just want to thank you for listening. I know that you have listened to at least one episode, so I just want to give you a shout out. Thank you, Mason, for listening. And then I got one more person to thank, and that would be Mr. Mike Munoz. Thank you for listening, Mike. You're always one of the first people to like it and post about it and support me on social media so thank you mike i appreciate you as well Alrighty, um without further ado back to the show and welcome back and it's going to be everyone's favorite segment a wonderful <laughs> terrible drink um so you were asking me some questions about it well i just want to preface with miles uh poured me another drink and said would you like another drink because well in case this drink is terrible which i think it will be and <laughs> he hasn't revealed it to me yet so it's in a paper bag uh you said it's not a juice is it a is it carbonated i believe so okay I guess I guess that's reassuring at the end of the day. Is it an energy drink? I don't know. Okay. I will tell you this. <laughs> it was one for three dollars or three for three dollars. How does that even work? I, they were obviously trying to clear off the shelf. So what did I do? I bought three. Okay. <laughs> I was just I bought two and I spent six dollars. I, I wanted to only buy two, but I bought three because they only had two flavors and I was like, well this one sounds slightly better. One so, for three or three for three? Yep. That <laughs> it was either three dollars or three for three dollars. 
I trust you. So, first and foremost, what kind of glass is this? This is a copper mug as if we were drinking in mules. So, I'm I'm trying to pair the glass with the type of beverage. So, here we go. Is it a canned mule? No, we had those in Vegas, though. I accept all responsibility for any jokes made about this brand. Alrighty, Tim. Explain what's in your hands. It's called <laughs> Petey's. It says really small at the top, Petey's, but it says really big. Bing Crisp and Bing Black, which... There are two different cans. Yeah, so the crisp is apple and cherry, and the black is blackberry, and it's it looks like it is a vitamin. Yeah, this is an energy drink. It is says, it? and it has juice in it. It says <laughs> apple and cherry juice, B vitamins, vitamin C, caffeine, and ginseng. Here, give me one. I'll explain one. You're going to explain the other one. On the side, really big, it says delicious, dot, 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 refreshing. <laughs> That's... If you have to reinforce that, I don't know. <laughs> Being black, it does look like a slot machine a little bit. It's got a lot of slot machine vibes on it. Let's Again, see it doesn't immediately look like it's a drink. It looks like it's like a product of sorts. <laughs> this is like what they would drink if you were in a movie and they were like, look, an energy drink. And it would just be the shape of a can. Bing. Bing. Which do you want to try first, Tim? Do you want to try I actually want to try... Uh... Black or crisp? <sighs> I'm going to try them both, so I guess I'll try the one in my hand, which is the apple one. Apple and cherry. All right. I don't think I've ever had that combo before. It is very strange. Here's my glass. You can... Oh, and it's erupting. All right. And it is reddish. It is it's reddish. A reddish foam, kind of. I'm seeing the flaw in my plan is that we can't see what it looks like from the edges with this cup, but it is uh, an amber color for sure. How's the fizz? It's very fizzy, yes. like root beer. It's now, not the good news wood. is it looks like uh, it actually looks like it doesn't have a lot of sugar or calories. It's thirty calories in the can, and it only has eight grams of sugar, which I'm gonna I'm gonna say is a win. A uh, lot of it's you know hundred percent on all the vitamins. Um, potassium, 105 milligrams of potassium. 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 Uh, from Denver, Colorado. Really? So this is American product. <clears throat> yes. 100 milligrams of caffeine and Panax ginseng. 100 milligrams of that. This shit will make your heart palpitate. Not recommended for children, pregnant women, or people sensitive to caffeine. I've never seen that. It says consume responsibly. Does it have alcohol in it? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, how do you... Whoa. So it's like after 8 serious. p.m. You're going to go to sleep after this. Huh? Yeah. Oh, boy. And you poured a decent amount in my cup, yeah. and we can't try the next one until we get through all this. Well. Terrible drink. Cheers. I think I'm ready to put a stamp on it. Mm, um, I I taste a little cherry the second time. This is terrible. Terrible. Yeah, it's very terrible. <laughs> it's a, a very terrible, terrible drink. drink. Oh my god! <laughs> it's like artificial sweetener is the main flavor. Yeah, it getting. doesn't actually taste like much of anything. It's it's very ambiguous, and you're like, by the time you're swallowing, you're like, I think I don't know. I give up. Like it tastes like the can. Maybe it's the cup we're using, but it's not a good. It's tart. It's like apple and cherry, but it's also tart. 
Honestly, I'm. It almost tastes like aspartame is in it, but it doesn't say that it has it in it. It definitely tastes fake as fuck. Yeah, it's very acai, riboflavin. You're supposed to consume this responsibly, huh? I mean, I think the responsible thing is not to consume it. Yeah. Not a significant source of calories from fat, saturated fat, trans fat, cholesterol, dietary fiber, vitamin A, calcium, and iron. Yeah, I just took another sip and I'm frowning. I am <laughs> frowning as a result. Yeah, it's not good. Did you finish it? You got to finish it. I know. That's why I'm frowning. Because <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't done after that big sip. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why I... Uh. If I'm jittery later, I'm going to be upset because I'm like, ugh, it's bad. And then later I'm going to be like, I can't sleep. <laughs> I can't sleep. My heart will stop pounding. I can taste color. Something's wrong here. Like when you do drugs in a video game, I'm going to leave your house and the sky <laughs> is going to be all colorful. <laughs> I say in a video game because it's always represented very poorly in... In video games. Right. There's like, well, since we can't uh, provide sensations through a controller, we're just going to make everything wiggly. Okay, so it's time for the second terrible drink of the evening. Bing Black, made with blackberry juice. Hopefully this is the better of the two. I'm not putting a lot of stock into it, though. I'm going to give you the third one before you leave today. There's a third one? It's just another one of these Bing Blacks. God. I took a gamble on which one would be the best. You can probably not do that and be okay. Effectively, it was free. Two of these three were free. That's not helping. Um, so the bubbles are very different in this one. The last one, they were like root beer bubbles where they didn't like all pop right away. It's like sudsy. This is like... Uh, Foamy. Like orange soda bubbles that they go away pretty quick. <clears throat> I, I drink a lot of soda, y'all. They're both like the same color almost. This is much more red. Mm -hmm. This This one's red, red. That one was like amber red. Ooh, smell. This is going to be horrible. This is going to be horrible. This, this might is be, going you to might be have a new segment called Horrible Drink. Yeah. I mean... It, Do you think horrible is worse than terrible? Um, Like one is fills you with terror and one fills you with horror. I guess, I guess horrible would be less than terror. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. Because terror I'm, is like frantic. Like I'm horrified. Like I can't believe you did that. Yeah. I'm, I'm horrified that they forgot my pickles on the sandwich but you're not ter it's terrified not, yeah. yeah yeah okay okay i had to think about it for a second but i stand by the first one it's terrible hopefully nobody <laughs> listening to this was screaming at me while i was putting that together but anyway i'm stalling cheers <sighs> yeah that's bad it's not as bad as the last one i don't think i do not like it <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't even taste like blackberry to me. It does not, no. But the first one was mm -mm. thicker. Yeah. This one's more artificial. Yeah. It's it's not good. Don't get me I wrong. I feel weird. Because I can tell there's like some kind of... Weird shit in it, yeah. Yeah. Like the, the amount of light coming off this light has either recently changed or something in my body has changed. I have since gotten a body tingle since we've drank these drinks. Yeah. It's like body tingle i mean yeah i like you know how when alcohol or whatever's kicking in like the light kind of changes color and everything's a little bit brighter or darker or whatever 
I'm at that point for some reason. This is not an intoxicant, though. So this is going to be an eight-hour podcast because yes. we're just going to be wired now. Yes. This is, well, uh, did you finish it? I finished what was in the uh, cup, and I am gonna. I'm gonna reiterate that I do not want to take a can of that with me. <laughs> <laughs> you should get people at work to try it. Oh, yeah, this is really good. <laughs> try this really good drink. I'm on this podcast, and there's a segment called Delicious Drink. <laughs> And it was just so good, I have to share it. <laughs> just get a text later. Yo, this shit sucks. <laughs> what do people mix with Red Bull vodka? Yeah. Red if... Bull vodka, Red Bull, and Jaeger. Ugh. Oh, yeah, baby. Ugh. I mean, Jaeger wouldn't make it worse. It's it's such a weird... That's such a weird combination because Jaeger literally brings me down a couple notches in terms of... Yeah. My, but, you know, Red Bull is Red Bull. And then it's like, it kind of is... It's it's equilibrium, so <laughs> I lose my ability to speak, but like but you're wide highly awake. functional. Yeah, <laughs> actually, you know, now that we're saying it, I think the Bing Black wouldn't be bad with Yangling in or not Yangling, uh, Jaeger in it, because they're both thick and pungent. You're thinking about what? Jaeger in the Bing Black would not be bad. Uh, I don't like it. N- they both are bad drinks to me. <laughs> N- no. <laughs> no. That's typically how I respond to Jaeger in general. Mm, I don't think I, so. You want to put it with something that's sweet and I guess kind of like, I don't mind the taste of Jaeger and I know a lot of people hear it and they're just like, but I'm, yeah. I'm, I guess, I don't know. I've always had it in the freezer and I've never, I guess I've never gone way too far with it. I've gotten pissed drunk off of it, but. I mean, two is enough for me to be done. I, I know how much alcohol it takes to like ruin alcohol, and it is a lot, and it has happened, but not with that drink. Yeah. I imagine if I drank this Bing Black, the whole can, with a shot of Jaeger in it, and I did it like a Jaeger bomb where you're just like, glug, 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 I would become good at parkour. I feel like that's the activity, <laughs> is parkour. And you I'd convince <laughs> yourself that you're a yeah, parkour master. Go parkour and go to jump onto a porch and just like catch the railing. <laughs> all forward yep so that was terrible drink y'all it was a little underwhelming because it was like that bad it was just that bad that the energy immediately yeah yeah, just yeah it just fucking brought us down yeah even though there's vitamins in it it ultimately brought me down very much so i'm gonna have a couple of sips of green tea to wash yes thanks palate cleanser yeah i like how i ate uh some like really good sushi earlier <laughs> and i cleansed my palate with that sh- shitty shitty drink which one did you think was worse though the crisp which was <sighs> i don't know cherry apple or just blackberry <sighs> i think i liked the second one more or i i disliked the second one more honestly so you were more into the first one <sighs> Ugh, I, I, I wasn't into either of them. Like you're, <laughs> you're twisting my words. Okay, so here's we're gonna do a. Uh, would you rather? Okay, would you rather drink this whole can of the green one, the uh, Bing Crisp, and kiss your mother right on the mouth, or would you rather drink this Bing Black and lick my dog's tongue? The first one. You would rather kiss your mother on the mouth, like kiss your mother. Oh, like kiss, kiss? Yeah, like uh, kiss your mother on the mouth or lick my dog's this, tongue. So the drinks are irrelevant, I want to point out. <laughs> they should just, be relevant. It's a, I don't know. I don't want to. Feel for the fire. Can I do neither and just drink both? 
<laughs> that's okay. the least bad thing. All right. Well, here they are. And I'm not. I'm both. not doing one of those things if I'm not <laughs> drinking one of those cans. Like I didn't sign anything. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. <laughs> I'm there not are other make you other choose. guests. <laughs> other guests probably would have just taken both cans just now and but... <laughs> distract them. <laughs> Tipsy, come here. Let me lick your tongue. Anyway. Yeah. Like what? I, I, that wouldn't even be easy to do. <laughs> You'd have to catch it. Yeah. <laughs> and I, honestly she would just lick your face if you let her so why can't can it just be that anyway so we started this podcast with a reason we were talking about fat of the land yeah and we're I, i'm excited about the song that we haven't discussed yet so this is by far my favorite song in this Definitely. album and it's like not the one that people think about when they no, think of this album. It's a different approach. It's long. It's a long this one's song. called Narayan. Yeah. Is that what, how you would pronounce it? Narayan? Oh, I, I guess. Um, this not like they say it in the song, I don't think. No. So. Uh-uh. It's the hidden gem of this album because it's like super melodic and catchy. And it's like about how Western culture dominates the world. And it makes other cultures like assimilate or it destroys them. Like there's no tolerance for other ideas of culture in Western culture. So it's like this big long song about world dominance and shit. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, it's a banger too. And it it goes in and out. And like by the end of it, it's like it's definitely an experience start to finish. Mm -hmm. It's like got like rhythmic chanting and stuff in it. And, you know, understandably, a lot of people don't give it a chance because it's not as uh, it doesn't follow the same kind of formula that some of the other songs do. Beginning, Mm -hmm. middle, end. It's more drawn out. They took their time with it. So I feel like it was deliberate in that they knew some people would listen to, you know, smack my bitch up, breathe. You know, skip to Firestarter, repeat Firestarter, and people would listen to the whole album and, you know, appreciate, you know, the stuff like that, the nuance that they put into it. Man, like, I, I, I think I really discovered that I love this song today. Really? I've listened to this album probably 30 times in the last week, and today was the day where I was like, this is, without a doubt, yeah, the a best cool song. song on this yeah. album. It's deep. Mm-hmm. This is like the if you ask me, this is the culminate. Like you know how I was saying, there's like the whole story of an album that's beside the hits. Right. This is the culmination. Like this is the ultimate song. Yeah, it's cool because what you know what Prodigy is. Obviously, the music's up in your face. It's intense. It's meant to be played in a club environment. It's very underground. Underground. It's very uh. You know, it's it's basically a big fuck you. You mm-hmm. know. Um. And then you have this where you can see that there is also something on their minds and they're willing to do commentary, even though that style of music isn't, you know, necessarily even like Rage Against the Machine has like a really, you know, they're a powerful sound, but they can also just, you know, he's just screaming his manifesto basically to the audience in between songs. You know what I mean? Prodigy is more of like the bass is going, the music stops, then people are like, don't stop. Like, you know what I mean? So there, there are expectations, and uh, this song is, like, a really good way that they kind of subverted them and just, like, the album's good enough, like, and this is this is what we care about, so. And it, it, the song kicks ass, too. It really, really, really fucking does. Um, their, their first <clears throat> big hit on this album was, I read, their 10th, like, single release that they ever did, so they were on the map for a long time before this, apparently, but this is the song that fucking put them on the map, and that is Firestarter. Mm-hmm. 
and uh yeah it's literally the first one that they released off of this album and it put them like in the top 10 charts yeah very uh iconic music video very i don't know it's just for whatever reason like i can when i visualize a prodigy music video i think of keith flint stomping around and firestarter i don't know if i've ever seen that music video oh it's it's awesome it's it's nothing like um otherworldly but it's like it's it's definitely aesthetic that goes with the song industrial you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um but he's he's crazy looking at it he's got his hair like all horned up and he's got like the makeup on and he was a very uh oh my god the guy was so animated Mm -hmm. and and stylistic which is really cool rest in peace um he died in 2019 yeah very recently did you hear about the hashtag <laughs> about a year ago a little bit more than a year ago now which is like kind of crazy it was like march last year wasn't it something like that yeah yeah i think it was march um when he died there was a hashtag that came out that was Firestarter for number one so as people were pushing to make it number one in the edm charts oh really yeah because there was like a goodbye to him but it was yeah, also I mean... supposed to raise like suicide <laughs> awareness Oh wow! Yeah, so interesting. I don't know if it ever ended up happening, but I know they did the hashtag for a little while. It's a good cause. I mean, it is a cool song. I'll be honest with you. When I was growing up listening to Prodigy, it was probably the song that I didn't appreciate the most, and it was probably because it was on the top of everybody's list. And I was like, I don't enjoy this as much as you know all these crazier, you know, with all these crazy instruments and stuff. But going back, that's definitely one of their most structured, like almost radio friendly uh, songs. Mm-hmm. I think they did play it on the radio. Sure. Oh, they. Um, when I'm Marilyn Manson was huge, yeah, and yeah, shit, exactly. They would definitely it was, play it, that. It kind of, it kind of went with that, and um, it was definitely. I think it just hit a much broader audience. I will say though, in the last uh, ten years, I've like realized how insanely good the song is. Like it's, it's just the cool. It totally captured. It's the essence of like Prodigy, essentially. Like to me like visually and just the sounds i'm like yeah i mean this is this is what these guys were and it was fucking cool yeah i mean that's how i feel about uh breathe that song is that's how that one speaks to me this one's not my favorite song that they've ever done but i don't have any like good reason for it the the sound is so cool with the guitar like the the the, the very beginning of it and i was just uh, i was just listening to it earlier today and i was just like that's such a cool effect in 97 they did it like Mm -hmm. uh it's it's so engineered but at the same time it's like yeah that's what's kind of awesome about it because like one of the things is, that i've run into is like you don't want your shit to sound over produced or like over engineered because it sounds artificial but they just went like it's like it's all artificial but what if it was just a banger anyway mm. you know what i mean that i'm not saying that's what their mentality was but that's kind, kind of, of what they did yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah um yeah and the last two songs i'm not so into um climatize climatize climate yeah climatize and fuel my fire fuel my fire upsets me because it's just like a f all the haters song it's not really f all the haters kind of terminator gun um you know i will say that this album for me definitely uh starts stronger than it finishes um mm -hmm. Just as a casual listener in general, like, you know, obviously I'm going to err on the side of the more recognizable and iconic songs they've done. Then I don't know. They're, they're, yeah, they're, I'm not as into those other songs, but 
I mean, even if, like, I'm not a huge fan of the Climatize song, but it's a little bit euphoric on the intro. It's got a badass bass line. It's like tribal epic vibe. It should have been the last song. And I guess. Agreed. It's like adding fuel my fire has just brought the whole album down right it was almost like it was almost like it should have been like a hidden track or something yeah so i mean other than like there's a really the only complaints i have about it though is the last the the specifically the last song should not be on this album. yeah and i want to i want to step back and make a generalization that i can't say i have any complaints about this album because i i produce music and this shit blows my fucking mind because I was, you know, like I said, a little kid when these guys were doing something that I still don't even fully understand. One of the things about production is the more unique you are and the more you kind of don't follow what other people's processes are, if you're still brilliant, you're going to have something that's totally unique. And I felt like this is something that these guys were doing, even though there was a scene going on, I felt like they kind of knew that they were separated at the same time. I don't know. Like maybe, maybe they were just trying to like, they were really into the scene and they just wanted to be a part of it. And like the, I don't, I don't necessarily know the ins and outs of the, the, the people to be completely honest, but the, the product is definitely uh like you could lump this in with a lot of other music in that genre. And I wouldn't necessarily go back to any of it other than like this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like their later music was probably one of the most unstoppable albums ever was Invaders Must Die. Oh, yeah. That shit, like, defined a decade for me. Awesome album. One one of the best albums ever fucking made. Like, every song on it is fucking good. Huge, yeah. And it just, like, packs a punch. It's, like, kicking your ass the whole time. But it's, like, yeah. I wonder if that, like, contributed to the dude committing suicide was, like, they came out with one of the best albums ever, and the one that followed it up was not great it wasn't bad i I think it's a lot more complicated than that and i i doubt it actually comes down to specific projects you know what i mean it's Mm -hmm. just like i don't know you have to uh, guy was also older than us so he's you know i i can't act like i can think like anybody that's older than me i just yield to experience yeah. Typically, Even and if I also know couple... nothing about him. So, like, right? Yeah, I fully admit that. I wish I, I knew more about it because I mean, the guys inspire me so much. Like, one of the things that I, it really kind of pissed me off that more people weren't like into it because, you know, everybody knows the Beatles and Led Zeppelin, and I grew up listening to a lot of classic rock. So when I found this shit, I was like, this is what is this? This is amazing. Totally different. It's like the bass is always rumbling and it's like the better the sound system you have, the crazier this shit sounds. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like, and then like, you know, I would hear people saying, you know, when I was a teenager, it's like, yeah, but they don't play any instruments and they're not musicians and this and that. I'm like, "Are, are you listening to this though? This is so cool. Like, it's like, then explain to me how you make it. You know what yeah. I mean? If they're not playing instruments, they're still doing something crazy because mm-hmm. nobody else knows how to do it, you know? so And the people that try, you know, like the music I was making in 2010, I don't know, it, somebody that, you know, sits down on a computer and tries to make a song and then fails miserably, like I have hundreds of times, you look at something like this and you're like, damn, that is 
great. Yeah, man. Like, holy shit. And, like, what we see as limitations, they saw as, like, opportunity. Like, sure. it was new and exciting for them. And if we had to use the same equipment, we'd be like, fuck. Well, they broke a lot of rules. Like, the drums are dirty and, uh, you know, like, you know, in uh, the first track, the song totally stops. And there's, like, this, like, Arabic singing mm-hmm. that just totally takes the song to, a like, a new place. And then it comes back. In, and it's like... That defies kind of everything here. It's they're just going off of like, wow, that's awesome. And that's that's something like that's so simple that I feel like a lot of creators just need to like it just simplifies like you're just trying to do something that somebody listens to and they're like, that's cool or that's nice. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. If you're doing exciting electronic music, it should be, you know, something like, oh, I haven't heard that before. I didn't see that coming or something like that. Or if it's folky more melodic music then it's more virtuosity you know that that kind of thing so but the 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 bottom line is like hey just make something cool and like these guys were just like they had a some kind of crazy process where they were able to do that very quickly very well and a lot (laughs) yeah man this this is such a good fucking album that said this is a CD, a physical CD I own. It's in the CD player that's over there, but you're looking at the case right now. I own a CD that takes up that much space in your hands. It is an mm. object I own. Granted, I thoroughly enjoyed the CD. It has that little booklet you're looking at that I didn't even bother opening, but you can find all this music for free online, and I have to hook up a bunch of chords and shit to even listen to it. Do you think I should keep this disc or dump it? is definitely keep i think so too it's a gem you know what's crazy i started this podcast thinking that people would be like yeah let's do something i hate nobody wants to do something you hate everyone wants to do stuff that we all enjoy and have a lot to say about and it kind of makes the point of this podcast pretty challenging to be like hey you know how you studied this really hard when you don't study media and now you've studied it really hard do you like it <laughs> like it's it's kind of hard to convince people to get rid of things that we evaluate but that said this is an exceptional cd so yeah and just talking about it and looking at this insert right now makes me want to analyze it deeper because uh this is a very interesting insert <laughs> tell me about it well most inserts of from this time period a lot of them have lyrics and stuff like that uh how to describe simple it's just a couple words and images oh okay and it's very 90s yeah like the first page says we have no butter next page says but i ask you would you rather have butter or guns that's why i'm like oh i'm probably not even interpreting this stuff right uh really cool uh, cool cartoon yeah cartoon of the group uh keith flint looks like a gorilla character yeah, yeah it's super cool credits for all the songs which is really cool wow it always amazes me when you can see all the credits there though um the guy I was thinking earlier i think is liam howlett i think yeah he wrote a lot of these pretty much all of them keith flynn is definitely the front man you know he's yeah very recognizable face this guy was more I don't want to say behind the scenes because he wrote a lot of these songs, but um, you he know, wasn't the front. Man. He's he's the guy that's like you know turning knobs and and uh, getting shit done. Shall we import lard or steel? Let me tell you. Preparedness makes us powerful. Butter merely makes us fat. Steel 
lard. Interesting. I guess that's why it's called the fat of the land. So right. I guess what they're trying to say is that the fat of the land is our weaponry? Butter or guns? One of, their, of the land. Their most prominent song on this album is Narayan or whatever, where it's about Western mm-hmm. society taking over the world. Well, I'm going to be listening to that song and, and thinking about this insert tonight. Um, yeah, it's, it, there's definitely a deeper co- you know uh, commentary that is going on here but um i will uh i will reiterate that this is just a uh really inspiring album for me personally but also just a cool album to listen to if even if you don't enjoy electronic music this is you're missing out if you're not at least dipping your toe into this pool it's some high energy very exciting very fantastic music and i suggest you all check it out and at the end of the episode i'm going to play the song narian i'm going to play the whole thing for you guys to enjoy since we talked about it so much and uh hopefully they will let me use the song and if they don't i'll take it down i i love you guys uh, if we're talking to them yeah i hope that they can hear us I don't think they care. So I looked into it. I sent them a message for free, but I don't know if they'll read it. Anywho, so uh, new outro for this podcast is you recommend a form of art to the audience. So real quick, I just want to say thank you to the Jazz June for the use of our theme song, Viva La Speed Metal, off of the album The Medicine. They have really good rock music. I, I think they call themselves emo, but I don't know off the top of my head anymore. They've evolved quite a bit since the early 2000s. Um, but they are fantastic. They've gotten me through some rough times, and I will forever appreciate them for letting me use this song. And they are awesome. I hope they can hear me today, too. I also want to thank the rat for the use of the song unity that is some fun bouncy edm music that i use to bring us in and out of the ad spots and end most episodes but not today's episode you can find that music on youtube i think that is his preferred method of you checking out his music if you want to get a hold of me you can email me at discdumppod at gmail.com that's d-i-s-c d-u-m-p-p-o-d at gmail.com don't forget the little pp in there it's important on twitter i'm at the disc dump and that's where you're going to see lots of polls and things like that popping up about future episodes if you want to make recommendations that's where i'm going to be looking for those on instagram i'm disc dump podcast and that's where you're going to see exclusive pictures and things of that nature on facebook i'm the disc dump podcast you can i would appreciate if you'd follow the page because that's how they monetize it but more importantly you can join the group the disc dump podcast fans and that's where you can start a discussion reach out to the people on the episodes and basically see almost anything disc dump related Uh, Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. And finally, Timmy, is there anything you want to recommend to the audience? Yes. I found a classic rock album recently that uh, somehow I kind of missed this as an entire album, but some of the songs I've heard before. Uh, Can't Buy a Thrill by Steely Dan. Steely Dan? Yeah, 1972. Uh, For me, it's definitely going to be the summertime good vibe classic rock that i'm going to be listening to this summer highly recommend if you're driving to work if you're driving anywhere on a nice day with the windows down just open up your streaming app and turn it on it's uh it's nice that's also an album experience for sure steely dan they were all into that dude that shit is great and every song is just like feels 
it's it's a good feeling album, man. It really is. I'll have to check that out too. It's been a, been a hot minute. Surprised me. Yeah, right on, man. Um, is there anything you want to plug? How to get a hold of you? Um, if anybody listens to this and you're interested in recording music or you're interested in learning about mixing, mastering, or anything in the audio production world, um, you can contact us at studio117york at gmail.com. Uh, we also have a website, studio117york.com, where you can book a session with me Ooh. on Sundays. If you do that on a Sunday, I will probably be the engineer working the session. Um, yeah, really great guys there. Fantastic. Social media, do you care? Timmy Tacos, Instagram. Uh, tacos with a Z. You don't have to, but it would be nice. It's it, He posts pretty cool videos of like fruit spinning in circles with music that he's playing i like images that go with music so uh yeah that's uh that's pretty much my content and it's it, it is i try to give people little pick-me-ups when they're going down their feed and it's pretty cool he also doesn't know the difference between a lemon and an orange but that's all right i do now i learned from my <laughs> mistakes awesome well thank you guys for listening and now enjoy narayan by the prodigy